where are we? We're in my bedroom. Uh... Sorry, no, let me set the mood. We're in a dank dungeon! Is that kind of, is that more popular? I don't know which one's scarier. We're in my bedroom! Somehow that makes it worse. It implies that there's yeah. some really weird role-playing going on. Not necessarily. I could just be from Transylvania. That's right, I shouldn't be racist. I Don't be judgmental. <laughs> what goes on in my bedroom is no one's business. Ain't nobody's business but mine. Is this the kind of bad vampire voice you're going to add to uh, typecast if a vampire yes. comes out? Okay. <laughs> Actually, there, there, is, uh, there is a vampire soap opera that one of the characters watches, but it's, we're just doing it as VO. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. It's Are you doing those kind of voices for it? Um, we, yeah, it's, we literally... one of the, it's I forget the exact dialogue, but it's going to be something like, uh, I know you've been sleeping with my Jessica, <laughs> and she told me why you hid the diamonds. Bleh! Like, <laughs> that kind of like typical like daytime soap opera nonsense, but it's vampires. I approve. This is very yeah. good. Uh, yeah, welcome, everybody, to Undercooked Analysis. It's, Hello! Uh, it's, it's just me again. And, 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 oh wait, no, Ben's here too. Yeah, yeah, because we're in my bedroom. Yes, I'm in, I'm in, I'm in the bedroom. This voice is starting to get a bit grating. I'm going to (laughs) stop. I mean, if you wanted, you could do the entire podcast that way. I'm I not don't stop you. think that I will. Okay, that's probably it's probably that's for the best. Probably for the best. Yeah. How have you been? I don't. I don't know that anyone ever comes onto your podcast and asks you how you. No are. one ever does. Not even my my goddamn fucking co-hosts do that. I'm doing great, Ben. Thanks Good. for asking. Thank you. How are you? I'm um. <laughs> I'm good. We are um, we are like two weeks, almost two weeks. I guess at the time this episode drops, two weeks into crowdfunding uh, typecast on Indiegogo, which is I'm just launching straight into the plug. Screw it. Yeah, why um, not? I mean, yeah, we had you. You did that last time. Yeah, um, we show. we did a Kickstarter for it back in November, December time, like just before Christmas. Really bad time to be launching a Kickstarter. Yeah. And we also were also asking for fifty thousand dollars, which is a lot of money to ask for. Uh-huh. So we 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 dialed it back, and we did some rethinking, and we looked at our budget, and we tried to see if we could cut any corners. It turns out, when it comes to monster makeup, you really can't cut corners if you want it to look not garbage. So we launched the Indiegogo on April the second, the day after April Fool's Day. We are not yeah. idiots, mm-hmm. um, and we are still looking for fifty thousand dollars. But the rub, or the I guess the twist this time, is because Indiegogo lets you keep whatever you raise in that funding period. Mm. Um, If we don't hit our $50,000 goal, we are still going to make something, whether it's the first episode, the first three episodes, whatever. You're going to make it just with the budget that you you get. Yeah, we're going to make as much of it as we can and then release that into the worlds of the internet and hope that that gains enough attention for us to finish it. If we're really lucky, we'll hit uh, hit the $50,000 goal. That's kind of the, um, the, the end game. Obviously, we want to make this thing. We've been you know, working on trying to get this thing made now for, God, six years. Six years? Six years, yeah. Mac and I um, uh, first started talking about it in 2012. I, mm. It's an idea that's been sitting in my head for, uh, I want to say 12 years at this point. Mm-hmm. And uh, I wanted to work with Mac because Mac is smart and clever and funny. and. Uh, I know Mac was... Had expressed an interest in being here, but Mac is at Monster Palooza. So. Yeah, Mac Mac is at Monster Palooza, having having a whale of a time. Hi, Mac. Um, I'm hope sh- you're having fun. I'm, sh- I'm <laughs> almost. As this ep- <laughs> I hope you're having fun at Mo- Monster Palooza in the past because you won't be there <laughs> when this episode yeah. drops. So. I hope you will have had fun. Yes, I've never actually been to Monster Palooza, but I would 
I'll have to go sometime. I'm here. I, I hear it's fun. Yeah. Um, and uh, I know Mac and Mac 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 Bavay. I've not said her her full name, but she's fucking awesome. Can I swear on your podcast? I forget. Yeah. Yes. She's this is not fucking a awesome. Again, she's smart. She's funny. I've wanted to work with her for. I, or I had at that point wanted to work with her on stuff. So I pitched a couple of web series ideas at her, and she uh, she immediately like her ears perked up. Ah. Uh-huh. Uh, like a like a like a dog. Uh, no, don't compare your 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 co-writer, <laughs> co-creator person to a dog. Please edit that out. Her ears just perked up, and she was immediately captivated by this idea of monsters who want to be actors. I think comparing the thing is, I think comparing someone to a dog is a thing if you is a good thing if you like dogs. It is a good that's thing. A com- if you I'd say like, that's complimentary. But I but I also feel like also she's she's a werewolf. She is a werewolf. That's almost on brand. But wolves and dogs are not the same thing. No, they're they're. They have a common thread. ancestry. There's Canis an ancestry. Lupus, yeah. but I mean, a wolf, a dog is just a wolf that we made dumb to suit our purposes. <laughs> Pretty much. That's that's a fact. Like chihuahuas exist because we wanted lap warmers. Like that's. <laughs> uh, I mean, I know I can say for a fact. I have no idea what my dog is, but um, that's why we stole it from the SCP Foundation. Anyway, uh, but yeah. So, but it seems like now it's starting to get. Back, we're gonna, because uh, because yeah, if you've been listening to the show for a while, you know that we had been on before to talk about typecast, and so here he is promoting yeah. it again. One of these days, we'll have been on when he's not trying to promote. A well, no, the next time you have me on will be while we're recording typecast, or we yeah. just finished recording typecast. Exactly, that's the goal. Um, but if you're a new listener, if you didn't catch the previous episode, or if you just need a refresher, it is um, the goal is to produce this eight part comedy web series about actors who are. Also monsters, like literally monsters. I would be playing a swamp monster named Tony, um, who mostly plays monsters and aliens on like sci-fi original movies, but is desperate to do, he's desperate to tread the boards and do theatre and, you know, have a guest spot on uh, Law and Order and do comedy sitcoms on CBS. He wants, he wants a broad variety in his career and he doesn't currently have that. Mm. Mac is playing a werewolf named Abby who had been, uh, she'd been a werewolf, she is a werewolf, she had been cast as a werewolf in one of the Harry Potter movies, but they fired her when they discovered she wasn't actually English. And now she makes a living as a mascot for a brand of cereal. She does the commercials. She makes a lot of money, but she wants the career that Tony has. She wants to get out of this, this cereal rut. And then in between them, there's Leroy, who is a zombie, who used to do a lot of uh, like zombie movies in the 80s and 90s, but now they're considered kind of exploitative. So he doesn't... Mm-hmm do those anymore. He mostly plays corpses and cadavers on CSI. It, 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 it should be good. Let's get to why we're actually here. Oh yeah, we do the, you, well, you do this podcast that I'm now on. Yes. Uh, but we're here because it's Patrons Poison time again, everybody. I will delve into the depths of Patreon. Oh, goody. Grab a, uh, grab a concoction sent to us by one of our patrons and imbibe it. Uh, tonight we are reading a story uh, taking some, by, sent to us by our old friend... Kyle the Lollet Ten Riley, sup Lollet? I hope that's how I pronounce your name. I mean, you've been here, you've been a fan of, you've been a supporter of the show long enough. I should know how to pronounce your title, and you've been like cool and stuff. Anyway, uh, Kyle writes, you know, I haven't really thought of a pasta you guys could tackle for for a while, mostly because JTK twenty fifteen was just insane. Yes. But with the new Slenderman movie coming out and the small amount of Slenderman pastas that have been riffed, I thought I'd send you guys one of my favorites. So when you guys can, will you tackle Tall, Thin, and Faceless? Now, um, to be, yeah, he, he's not wrong. We haven't actually tackled a lot of the Slenderman, all things considered. It's because, well, I think Slender, 
my feeling on Slenderman is there's a lot of Slenderman material out there, not a lot of necessarily good Slenderman material. Like my my favorite will always be, and in fairness, I'm biased because like I know Tim who worked on it, but my favorite will always be uh, Marble Hornets. Right. Well, and most people's favorites will be Marble Hornets because they established a lot of the mythos that a lot of people took and ran with. Yeah. When you think about it, you know the whole thing about him having proxies i mean if you misunderstand the lore the whole thing about him having proxies the whole thing about like um the whole operator symbol that comes yeah. up all the time it's interesting how that evolved from just a, a, a image competition on something awful and yeah. then became this whole thing that eventually led to uh to girls stabbing another girl in Wisconsin. i was literally thinking about that and thought don't mention that out loud ben that's too much no, david it, will give you a weird look and then you just went straight into the ritualistic sacrifice that actually happened we don't have any filters on this show that's part of it there's and a pop filter I have, oh, I have this, that's my pop filter that's your pop filter not because we're using my mic right because i left my mic cable on the road somewhere you might have left your mic cable on the road somewhere. yeah so i appreciate you having the same microphone <laughs> I do, and therefore being able to do this yes but um but we haven't really talked about slenderman because uh one of the things that's critical is that people really misunderstand slenderman's original context yes you know and we me and my previous co-hosts have debated this indefinitely uh we're not indefinitely but we've talked about it every so often about like how important it is to understand the context of the original or, else, or, or anything that's derivative yeah. or else you're not going to plus it so much as you're going to like just warp it and make it like it's, I don't know how scary Slenderman is anymore as a result. Yeah. And it is the thing. I think there are ways to, you can take a pre-existing mythos and play with it and do something new with it. Case in point, I, there hasn't been a consistent interpretation of vampires in the media for, like, I want to say, the last 30, 40 years. I'd say that's true. You know, the way Fright Night interprets vampires is different from the way Buffy interprets vampires is different from the way that what we do in the shadows interprets mm-hmm. vampires. Um, but because... To an extent, the way being human... Yeah. Does um, but I think because the Slender Man, so much of what makes the Slender Man who it is, if that's the right pronoun. Um, <laughs> I don't think it cares. I don't, I, well, I it, don't think it has a, <laughs> it's, it's an abomination, uh, and doesn't have, it's pronouns are abomination, abomination, and abomination. <laughs> um, <laughs> the, the thing about the Slender Man is there isn't really, there hasn't been enough time for the early mythos to like set like that, to have, for that plaster of Paris to kind of set before you start, doing different things with it. That's a really bad analogy, but I'm going to soldier on anyway. So making changes or um, doing your own spin on it at this early stage kind of muddies the waters of it because it's a very modern, very new mythology. It doesn't have the history that werewolves and um, uh, pukas and, and you know, that kind of thing have. Yeah. It's, uh, it's, it's literally a mythos that's being built now. And that extension has, it has gone on to a lot of, uh, creepypasta. Yeah. And the thing, the thing is though, people will argue, you know, why is Slenderman grouped into creepypasta? Well, the, what Slenderman got included in there because people took the concept and ran with it in their own, you know, stories and stuff. But we haven't really read any stories specifically focusing on Slenderman. I've read stories that had Slenderman in them. Yeah. Usually they're angsty stories about young murderous teens who have cool. hard lives who get adopted by Slenderman who recognizes the beauty of the darkness within them. You know, that sort of thing. That you can tell that the authors of these stories really appreciate Kingdom Hearts. Mm. <laughs> mm. Which, uh, by the way, I watched that the whole three-hour lecture that was done about the convoluted 
storyline of Kingdom Hearts. I did. I was at PAX East um, uh, a week and a half ago when this episode dropped, and Uh I did a presentation about video game ports and explained the difference between like a port and a remake. Uh And I did a joke about Kingdom Hearts. Like if you can, if you can understand, if you can make the effort to understand the convoluted timeline in Kingdom Hearts, you can you can learn the difference between a port and a remake. Right. That's it. That's I, the I still don't understand why there's like Kingdom Hearts HD 2.8 final mix when there have been like when it's there's still another whole decibel that you there's two so decibels many, that you could go before Kingdom Hearts 3. There's so many different like subtitles tacked onto the Kingdom Hearts remakes on the PS3 and the PS4. It's like uh, it's like downloading a torrented television show and then there's all the <laughs> all the things at the end that tell you what kind of file format and codec it is and then the company who've ripped it and <laughs> that's what it's like now. It's like trying to play Kingdom Hearts is like trying to browse through like Pirate Bay looking for new episodes of Doctor Who. Oh boy. That, that's <laughs> Remember, that's the best way to watch Doctor Who. Anyway Is illegally. I buy every. Just look to your right. You can. That's my. Oh no! I'm impressed. That's literally. I'm impressed. Every commercially available, officially BBC licensed Doctor Who. You or BBC produced Doctor Who. That is quite the collection. Yeah. Yeah. That's the lot. Don't don't pirate Doctor Who if you can avoid it. Yeah. I typically don't. Yeah. So moving swiftly. Moving swiftly along. Uh. So we're gonna go ahead and. Banter side, we're gonna actually try and read a, maybe a story with Slender Man in the middle of it because it's, it, it. I'd be interested to see how this is interpreted. I already, I'm really trying to go not go into it with a bias, mm. but knowing how people often write about Slender Man, I don't know if it's gonna be handled well because I think the best, the thing that was so compelling about Slender Man as a as a mythos was that you knew pretty much nothing about yeah about the Slender Man. I know, I know pre- everything I know about Slenderman. I know from Marble Hornets. I don't read as much creepypasta as you do. I, I've read some stuff, uh, mostly because friends have written stuff. Right. I don't, I don't read a lot. The last creepypasta I read was on this podcast, right? I figured. Or whenever I've done voices for uh, um, uh, Midnight Marinara, right? Um, and usually, Which, again, I'm very available for that. By oh, the way. I'm aware. I'm aware. Don't I've worry. never been, been more available for Midnight Marinara than I am right now. I'm going to keep that in mind for sure. <laughs> because, you know, it's it, especially with my with my current uh, situation where I'm kind of moving from place to place and I don't have a solid space to record. Yeah, you've got kind of a Sam Beckett situation. You're kind of yeah. leap, leaping, you know, hoping each, hoping leap, each leap will be, be the, the last. leap home. Yeah, yeah the leap home. Yeah. Uh, so we're going to do this popcorn style. Uh, even if the paragraphs are super short. Okay. We're going to do it like that. Walls. White walls. White padded walls this okay so far the beginning of this is like a it's like a kid's book about a dog named ben <laughs> straight away he chased this ball this big ball this big red ball uh, anyway day in day out white padded walls let me tell you why i see these white padded walls day in and day out uh it's disjointed yay yeah straight away we've kind of leaped in with this kind of Mike Myers in so I, uh, so I married an axe murderer beat poetry. I, I'm waiting for Sam uh, for for Doctor Loomis to come in and start talking about how he looked into his eyes and saw Mona Killer or whatever. It's it's an interesting opening. I kind I almost want to give them b- the credit for like doing something vaguely ballsy, but it's that kind of ballsy that is simultaneously oh that's different and but also oh now i know why other people don't do this because it right. reads like it's, a it's, children's book it's pretty rote like yeah. honestly but i mean let's well, let's carry yeah, on we'll soldier on yeah i am or at least according to several doctors certifiably insane 
hallucinations, paranoia, schizophrenia, multiple personality disorders, the list goes on and on. I was a normal, working-class man living the American dream. I had a wife and two children, my income was high, and my debt was low. I had it all. Then things started to go wrong. They started to go in a direction I couldn't even fathom. It all started when those others moved in down the street. <laughs> one of them, one of them, one of their dogs peed on my white picket fence. Uh, uh, well, I think what the, the crux of this is, of course, that everything changed when the Fire Nation, Nation attacked. attacked. My wife and I had always wanted to go to the British Isles for the longest time. The money wasn't there. It took seven years and two promotions before we could even begin to think realistically. Anyway, after months of careful planning and preparation, we were on a plane flying over the Atlantic Ocean. Just me and her. No kids. No job. Nothing but beautiful scenery and relaxation for 24 straight days. Anyone could see the road that they was. <laughs> well, uh, just me, just her, no kids. Like, does anyone else on this plane... Where are the? Where's the pilot? There is no pilot. There, it, it turned out as they were midway over the Atlantic Ocean, this turned into a Twilight Zone episode. Like that's <laughs> there's a great story in there, like falling asleep on a plane and waking up, like the plane's in the air and there's no one else on the plane. Wasn't that how the Langoliers went? The Stephen King. I genuinely can't remember. I've never read it. <laughs> All I remember was the. Uh, I, I've never read it too. I just remember parts of the the TV special. I yeah. just remember the bad CGI meatballs that consumed the world with big. Fanged mouths. Cool. And also uh, Balky from Perfect Strangers going, Scary the little girl! <laughs> Lady! Not, I don't think I've seen that. Um, fast forward a week. Having taken in many of the big city sites, we decided to see some of the smaller places out in the countryside. Now, I'm actually British. Am I going to be offended by what we're about to read? You have to tell me. Okay. We packed a small bag of essential. <laughs> Only the essential. Just the one essential. Few, a few odd and end we couldn't bear to leave behind. <laughs> and took a cab into the rural side of England. You know, we keep all of our rural stuff on just the one <laughs> There's coast. only one side of... Yeah. One. There's the rural side and then there's the urban sprawl and there's a very narrow line. It's like a, it's like a Pac-Man kill screen. <laughs> um, this is where things started to go wrong. Uh, not front loading. Not the whole world is coming to an end wrong, even though I, it sure felt like it. Just, just wrong. We came across an old tailor in a moderately decorated cabin, because we have those in England. <laughs> he said he had been making suits for over 65 years. He was 70. <laughs> my, that was me. Uh, my interest was piqued. I decided to splurge a little bit and buy one. Nothing beats the craftsmanship of a, craftsmanship of a home-tailored suit. Is this an ad for suits? I don't know. Uh, Black, you know, uh, Channel Awesome just lost Black Tux as a sponsor, so... <laughs> Topical! Uh... Topical. They also lost... All of their integrity. For um, good, for very good reasons. For very, very good reasons. Still uh, still not as bad as the uh, fallout that happened between me and my co-host, hashtag Team Clover. Anyway. Uh, after paying for it and calling for a cab, a picture on a wall caught my eye. It was old, black and white, mid-fifties. It was a very tall and very slim-suited man standing on a grassy plain. His face appeared to be... Appeared? Appeared. Let me try that again. His face appeared to be smudged out. It was old. I didn't think much of it. Even if they had some fans of Han I can talk. <laughs> we are presenting the new Mr. Illiterate. <laughs> Even so, something about this picture was unnerving. It gave an odd vibe. It felt almost dot 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 menacing. <laughs> it then almost italicized. I inquired about the photo, but the old man refused to talk about it. That just added fuel to my mental fire. I think it's kind of cool that we're meeting Slenderman's tailor. Yeah, that's kind of nice. Is that what keeps this him in is, business? Yeah, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> well, here's the thing. 
if he's wearing a suit, we invented that. People invented the suit, like, right? It's not like, well, he's been wearing the suit, and the image of the suit has kind of seeped. In. No, like he has. Like this is a man who has to go to a place and have a suit made. Right, Slenderman clearly needs to buy his suits from someone. Uh, either that, or he inspired he inspired suits because it's a Douglas Adams situation where he came from a distant star. Yeah. And- all it's a cricket technology. situation. Yeah, it's a cricket yeah. situation, basically. Or be, uh, bistro mathematics. Um, <laughs> okay, Europe. Uh, yes, we are in Europe. Uh, days upon days had passed. My wife and I took in every site, every castle, every grassy knoll we possibly could, but alas, eventually we had to go home. I mean, you could move there and just leave the kids wherever they are. Part of us wanted to stay, but we were exhausted. There was no way we could spend any longer there. Our flight home was vague, and we were both asleep most of the time. The drive back home was hazy. We wanted to relax. As I pulled into the driveway, something was off. Something didn't feel right. I got the same feeling I had when I saw the picture inside the tailor's home. It was a feeling of dread and curiosity. I didn't want to continue, but my mind forced me to. I stepped out of my car, and where I when I stood on onto the concrete, my legs suddenly gave out. I fell to the ground onto my right hand and found myself unable to force myself up. I must have I must be tired though I must be more tired than I thought. My wife helped me up and supported me up to the bedroom. I was going to be asleep for a very long time. Or so I thought. <gasps> That's not snark, by the way. That is the next paragraph in its entirety. Oh, that night, I was plagued by nightmares of the suited man on the grassy plain. <laughs> they mentioned grassy knolls earlier. My mind immediately... Was... I just hear grassy plain. I'm like, there's <laughs> someone on the wing. Something on the wing. You... You gotta believe me. Just that's where my brain goes with it. It's Arthur Dent and Fenchurch. Yes. That's a delightful sight. It wasn't really a bad dream as much as it was his presence haunting me in my subconscious. Just standing there, unnaturally tall, unnaturally thin. Standing there without a face, without an identity, and no matter how hard I tried, his face never focused. It was as though his, the picture had come alive and my thoughts had but, uh, in my thoughts but remained unchanged. This went on until I had been abruptly woken up by the, second of the, smash, by the sound of the, the smashing of a lamp. By the sound of the smashing pumpkins. By the, By the sound of Smash Mouth. <laughs> Wait, I was about to... Make oh, that no. joke? Yeah, well, I... Hey, Future David, whatever you do, don't put All-Star in here, okay? Hey, Future David, absolutely put All-Star in here. Hey, Future David, put the smashing pumpkins in here instead. Yes. Uh, use the end as the beginning as the end, though, not the beginning as the end as the beginning. There's a difference? Yes, there's a difference. Okay, Something, something for you to Google. Drop right. it here for like two seconds. Okay, thank you. Uh, so, yeah. Fair use, Mother Hubbards. Okay. <laughs> um, I raced down two flights of stairs leading from the bedroom to the living room. Armed only with the brick we used as a doorstop, <laughs> I slowly crept to where the only lamp in our house used to be. Wait, what? They only have one lamp? The only lamp in our house. Yeah. Only one lamp. One lamp. Do they have built-in lighting everywhere else? Maybe. Maybe okay. they. Maybe it's one of those fancy American houses where they actually have fitted lights. Well, he did say that he was high. He had high income and no debt. So good for him. Yeah. I knelt down to pick up a piece to examine when I felt a slight blow of wind from behind me, giggity, like a person <laughs> running past. Whoosh! I shut up faster than a startled cat. I spun around. <laughs> I spun around to see what or who it was. My eyes had still not adjusted, so surrounding me was nothing but darkness. <laughs> Absolute darkness, all that I see. Yes. No parents. 
I need to watch that movie again. Yeah. Uh, my next thought was to listen. Nothing. Not a single thing. Not even the sound of a house settling. Maybe it was my nightmare or fatigue playing tricks on me. Maybe we had a slight tremor that caused the lamp to inch off the table. Regardless, I was tired and I sorely wanted to get some nightmare-free sleep. Yeah, it didn't happen. <laughs> Again, that's the next paragraph okay. in its entirety. Uh, you know, I kind of like that the the way that the they're describing like Slenderman because it's like normally it's there's a pretty static kind of way people describe Slenderman. <laughs> static, I get it. Ah. Bronze, comedy bronze. Mm-hmm. But I mean, it's not so bad here. I'm still not really feeling the story yet, though. I don't. Yeah, if it, it feels right now, I feel like I know exactly where this is going. Mm-hmm. I feel like if I wrote this down in an envelope, sealed it, and then handed it to you when the story finished, I want. That's a good point. And the and the and the uh, Oscar goes to not this story because it's not a movie. And the uh, yeah, open the envelope. Okay, so here's what I wrote down for the remainder of the uh, of the. The script, La La Land. What? Okay. <laughs> wait, wait, no, no. It's actually tall, thin, and faceless. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, throughout the rest of the night, the slender man was everywhere within my dreams. Uh, he was a bit curious, though. He only ever seems to cautiously hide behind trees. Oh, he's so shy. <laughs> only in the original photo was he completely exposed. Even subconsciously, I wished I hadn't moved next to a forest, knowing he could be lurking. Watching me. Analyzing me. He he wished he hadn't moved next to a forest in the dream? Or that he doesn't live next to a... Does he live next to a forest? I think he lives next to a forest. Did he move there after he started having these nightmares? Let me have a oh, look. Oh, it, it was the same night. Yeah. Same night. He was a bit curious. So he's having some really vivid dreams with this weird paint... This weird picture he saw in a tailor shop that's been selling suits for 65 years. 65 years being sold by a man who's been doing it since he was a toddler. <laughs> Well, you know, like, um, you know, you got you got to start early, right? Yeah. If you're really dedicated to your craft, especially if you're living in a in a cottage in a rural part of England, I guess. I guess. I guess. You've got to pay the bills. Mm-hmm. Birds got to swim, fish got to eat. Only fish eat. <laughs> and, yes, and birds definitely swim. It didn't take long to force myself awake. 10.46 a.m. I looked to my left. I looked to my right. My wife was... <laughs> I for- I'd forgotten which side of the bed I was sleeping on. <laughs> I looked to my left. I looked to my right. I crossed the street safely. <laughs> my wife was clamly sleeping. Lucky- clamly? Clamly? You said clamly. Well, yeah. She sleep- she's-, she's like Venus de Milo. She okay. sleeps in a clamshell. With really long hair that covers her breasts and genitalia. Yes, exactly. You know, okay, she's-, cool. she's modest about it. Yeah. And then, you know, until, until you know, it's business time. And then she still does because it's a painting. Yeah. He's just, his wife is literally just a painting of Venus de Milo that he keeps in a clamshell. Lucky her. I dragged myself out of bed and slowly found my way, slowly made my way downstairs. I have expected the TV to be blaring with my kids' eyes glued to the screen, but then I realized that they were at their grandma's house. That's a totally Kyle moment. Then I remembered they were at their grandma's house. Okay. Uh, they were due back that day. I was going to miss the quiet. It was all right. I missed my kids even more. Can, can you tell us about your kids? Details would be nice. I continued down the stairs hoping to get a game of solitaire on, in on the computer. Really? I don't know if people enjoyed solitaire on the computer. My dad loves playing solitaire. Really? Also, your computer's downstairs. Do you have an upstairs office? Maybe he doesn't have headphones. Yeah, well, yeah, that's, that's kind of weird. Maybe I don't know. Maybe he's one of those people who's like, who, maybe there's a mandate that 
the computer has to be in a public space, so mm. you can't ever be caught watching porn. Yeah, maybe maybe he's on a, a register and people have to appear through the window and see what he's looking at. <laughs> every so the wonder he has nightmares about Slenderman, but every so often people just come and like leer through his window and he's just like, yeah. "Hello." He's and he's just okay with that. I'm doing fine. No, don't worry. No, nothing but good Christian programming going on. Good Christian here. porn. <laughs> good Christ. Only it's only missionary. Don't worry. <laughs> 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 Solitaire. When something made me feel very weak and hollow. The lamp wasn't broken, but it wasn't brand new either. Someone took the pieces and shoddily glued them back together. Oh, you've got house elves. And the glue wasn't glue. It was <laughs> it was black and rubbery, like tar. I would have taste I would have tasted it for origin, but that's never a good idea. <laughs> why then why bring it up, dude? You should have. I mean, people lick the freaking switch cartridges. My wife needed to my, to wake up soon. I was starting to panic. Maybe uh, you, you could ask your wife if she just did it with tar. Yeah, like uh, we, oh, it had been glued together. Oh, but it wasn't glued. That's very only I didn't say fudge. Like I don't. Uh, what is what is this person? Right now, I I'm pretty confident this guy is going to turn into a Slenderman. Like, I'm that's where pretty, my that's where yeah. I'm going. That's why he's in an asylum. Yeah, he's slowly turning into a he's Slender. Turning, slowly turning into a Slenderman. There's a whole legion. There's Slenderman. a whole legion of Slenderman. 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 Greg you Slenderman. Think, you think darkness is your ally, Slenderman? <laughs> <laughs> you merely adopted, adopted the darkness. Have I was you, born in it. Have you had an accident in the workplace? Call me Greg Slenderman, and I'll I'll take your case. Pro bono. That means I like you too, and I will charge you an exorbitant fee. <laughs> Uh, anyway, um, explain what happened the night before about the lamp and the nightmares and such. She just rolled her eyes and told me I was on something. Wives. You were on wives. What the fuck? <laughs> sometimes I, wives, sometimes I think they do it on purpose. <laughs> Still, again, actual, actual line from the story. Still feeling uneasy from this morning, I managed to force myself to look out into the forest behind our oh, house. Oh, okay. It was very calm. Nothing out of the ordinary. It wasn't completely dark, so it didn't look nearly as ominous as it usually did at night. I was badly lamenting this night in particular. Suddenly, I saw a light out of the corner of my eye that caused me to nearly jump out of my skin. It was just the kids getting dropped off. I swear I was thinking too much into this. Couldn't keep my nerves steady half the time. Uh, hours passed. We played with the children. We put them to bed. Relaxed on the couch. There's no actual interaction with the children. The children are, are secondary to this story. This was written by a person who has not had any experience with children. And uh, my wife was asleep no, on my chest. The other thing too is like you know, uh, there's no the kids don't the kids aren't named. Our protagonist doesn't have a name. The wife doesn't have a name. They're not really they're ancillary characters. That's I mean this. That's not an uncommon thing I notice in a lot of horror writing to kind of make you feel like it's you i guess no but i feel like the story the thing is like for a story to be more believable especially in a creepypasta sense and this is what we've gone over and over and over yeah. again on the show is that putting little oh god i can't believe i'm gonna use brandon's term the fleming effect if you put if you put enough little details into a story it makes you feel more compelled and part of this universe yeah, put there some fleming details but everything is done in very broad strokes yeah like to make the story more believable, and I will ascribe to this, wouldn't it be nice to know where the tailor 
in where where they were in in, in England, where they went to this tailor shop, wouldn't that be a nice little detail? Yeah, that could that could have been that they could have looked up some yeah research some like find a little like a forest near Bath or something. Yeah, exactly. You could be in a really like old or historic town. Yeah, I t- talk to us a bit about the bit of the vacation that's not the scary part. Like, yeah. oh, we went. Tell us about the things you did. We went down the Narrows in York, and I got some. I got a stick of rock and had some tea. Like, we went to Stratford, Stratford yeah. upon Avon. That was really nice. Yeah, wandered, like got to wander across. You know, we went on the London Eye. It was very nice. Mm-hmm. Slenderman <laughs> was in the Great Slenderman was in the adjoining <laughs> carriage. You oh, get... you know, that, come to think of it, that was actually the first time I saw him. <laughs> That we we well, we also went to we went to Cardiff got to do the Doctor Who experience which was good closed. just before it closed before yeah it closed. It was a really good time uh, saw a bunch of the silence and then Greg Slenderman was just kind of standing <laughs> among them yeah yeah but but then again he could have just been an extra for because you know, they're yeah, always shooting really, stuff in Cardiff they're always shooting stuff in Cardiff yeah, no, they were going to close the following week actually so maybe they were filming I don't know it's, maybe it's going to be in the new season we don't we, we, don't, we don't really we don't uh, know I was really keeping my eye out for Jodie Whittaker at the time yeah yeah it was, it was a shame because Peter Capaldi's leaving and uh, it just but it was really cool to get to see those props anyway hey. a monster's at my bed and it's gonna eat me end of <laughs> end of creepy pasta <laughs> but yeah so basically uh, cri- just minor criticism Can't name these characters give them names give them names give them personalities this wife as far as we know is narcoleptic my wife was asleep on my chest I was jet lagged Oh, yeah, that's true. I was nodding off. I slowly closed my eyes. It wasn't long before the quiet was broken and my wife and I were woken up. My wife. I went, thank you. I'm going to say that every time no, we hear my wife. That's the important thing. We have to keep certain, tra- we have to keep certain traditions alive on yeah. the show. A window broke, up, broke upstairs. In a panicked flurry, we ran up the stairs as fast as we could. Our eldest son, scared out of his mind, our eldest son, insert name here, was scared out of his mind, said it came from his brother's room. So we now know they have two kids, at least two kids who are both boys. Yes. This is the most information he's given we us. We don't know any. Kids. We don't know how many other kids there are. Without even thinking, I kicked the door in. Only the nightlight in the far corner brought light into the pitch black room, and there he was—the man from my dreams, the Slender Man. The Slender Man from Del Monte. <laughs> the Slender Man from Del Monte, hovering over my son's bed. Wow, that's a neat. I said, "Wow, Greg, that's a neat trick." And he said, "Thank you, thank you, thank you." Have you had an accident in the workplace? <laughs> Having seen him, I acted without even knowing what was going on. Punches were thrown. <laughs> Long black tendrils whipped around. The last thing I remember was being held tightly above the ground and thrown against a wall. That's when I blacked out. When I came to, Malav was in tears. I had three crapped wi- ri- ribs. R- ribs. Whips. My, my son was gone. The Slender Man had my son, and there was nothing I could do. <laughs> when I, f- I, I will find you. I will kill you. I don't know who you are. What I do have is a very particular set of skills. I will find you. Anyway. I will find your Slender Mansion with all your creepy pastors. Does Slender Man live in a Slender Mansion? Uh, according to the the the, uh, the 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 sort of creepy pasta weebdom of people who don't understand the genre at all, uh, yes, he lives in a mansion in the woods with Jeff and Smile Dog and Ben from Ben Drowned and Eyeless Jack and Hoodie and Masky and uh, and, and uh, probably the Seed Eater and uh, probably those two girls who said the Wisconsin Oh my god. <laughs> That's where they wanted to go. That's where they wanted to go. They wanted the Slender Man to take them to his mansion. The Slender Man. The, the, sl- the Slender Mansion. The Slender Man. I don't know who you are. Slender Man had my son. And there was nothing I could do. But I knew he was going to come back. And that's when I would get him. 
The rest of the day was full of emotion. Yeah, no shit. My wife could... My hard- wife. My wife. Thank you. Could hardly stop crying. My other son was in a constant state of shock. I could barely think straight. My other lesser son. I did, however, manage to call the police. I told them my son had been abducted by a man in a long black suit. I kept the details of the tendrils to myself in fear that they wouldn't believe me. But that was the least of my worries. I needed to figure out when he would return. There's no... We're supposed to feel tension. There's no tension. Yeah, nothing about this is particularly tense. See, again, I feel like this could be... There's there, there's no... The pacing is not not that great. We're, stuff happened. Everything was done in brief. And then it's like, my son's gone. We, yeah. But we don't care about the son because we don't know anything about the son. We don't know anything about the family. We don't know... We, we just... We, we just... What are birds? We just don't, we just know. don't know. I don't, and with, by the way, we're halfway through this story. If I, the scroll bar is anything to go Yeah, we're, we're, we'll be fine. And there's no meat on this bone. No. It's, this, it's, is, this is a lean, slender it's a, story. It's, it's a slender... <laughs> it's still thin and... And, 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 and the characters don't have names, so they're faceless. Yes. Unless it's a plot twist that he doesn't remember any of the characters' names at the end. Yes. I'm going to be like... Uh, and it turns out he was a vampire. No, okay. Um... Anyway, continue. Is it me? Still me? So. Oh, yeah, that's right. Uh, I needed to figure out... No, I just finished a paragraph, so it's you. Oh, okay. The police. The police showed up and took each of our statements. They examined my son's room. They did a quick scour of the forest outside. It seemed not a single piece of evidence was found. What about they, the lamp? Except for the lamp, which we won't talk about. They had begun to leave when something hanging from a very high up branch caught their eye. It was a piece of material. Black. Pinstripe. Much like the suit I bought while I was on vacation. I pointed this out to the police, and they inquired to see my suit. I gladly showed them the way. When they opened the closet door, what they found was beyond belief. Wrapped in my now-tattered suit was my son, completely drenched in blood. He didn't look conscious. Both myself and the police were shocked and disgusted in that order. That's when I blacked out. That's when my narcolepsy kicked in again. (laughs) Um... And I pulled out my gun! (laughs) <laughs> See that was kind of interesting. Slenderman was just like, "Sorry, I broke your lamp. Oh, sorry, I broke your son." <laughs> Here you go. A Here you go. A I think I fixed his son. I don't know how the pieces fit together, so he might have too many fingers on one side. I don't really have any glue, so I just I just licked it anyway, with my non-existent mouth. Anyway, my name's Dennis. And uh, I'm going to be moving into your basement and scaring the locals. <laughs> I'm new at this. I haven't really, really done this before. Uh, Greg Slenderman sent me. When I came to, I was in an unfamiliar place. Gray painted, painted walls. Small windows on one of them. One exceptionally bland table. Great. I was in an interrogation room. Did yeah, they, they do that? Yeah, they just let they people just drop just an unconscious man, body, yeah. an unconscious person into, a, into an interrogation room. Ah, uh, that's weird. Uh, I sat there alone for the good part of an hour before an actual human life entered the room with me. Now, my memory is a bit hazy at this point, so I'll try to sum up the conversation as best as possible. The officer had said, your son didn't survive. Deepest sympathies to you and your family. You've not been proven guilty, but evidence leans towards it. A further investigation must be held. You'll be brought back home, but uh, you will be under constant supervision, and so on. That's and so not forth. how. That's not how police that's officers. Not, that's not procedure. No, it's like the evidence points to the fact you killed your son. You have the right to remain silent. Should have been said to him at some point. Also, someone should have said this to him while he was recovering in I don't know a hospital bed. Yeah. If he had passed out or been in an ambulance, but for some reason they're literally like. This is like Saw style. He wakes up in a unfamiliar room and a screen comes on and a police officer goes, Hello, Seth. 
<laughs> Hello, person we haven't given a name. Would you like to play a game? The game is, we think you murdered a kid. We'll see how slender you really are as the bars close in. <laughs> uh, yeah. All right. I was driven home in the back of a police cruiser, which is normal operating procedure for an arrest. Last time I was there was in high school when vandalism was the cool thing to do. Can we? I want to know what kind of vandalism you did. I painted a dick on the side of my principal. On the side of your principal? Yes. Just, just general? Just on him. <laughs> we literally, like, paint, paint, and someone raises an eyebrow, painted? Okay, more like tattooed, but... <laughs> Uh, I was welcomed with open arms for my still sobbing wife. Who's like, oh, you might have killed, killed our son, but hey, here you go. <laughs> the wife is either asleep or sobbing. I was welcomed by open arms for my, my still sobbing wife. My sobbing wife. And my motionless son. Going back wasn't easy. Thankfully, we didn't have to stay long because we were all arrested for murder. No, the police explained that we were going to stay at a hotel for a few days. We What? Are they in a witness protection who, program all of a sudden? Who wrote... What crazy nonsense work? Listen, we could arrest you, but instead we're going to put you up in a four-star hotel. Even though we're convinced you murdered your son, and you could, we're just going to leave you alone. We're going to send you to fabulous Las Vegas for ten all-expenses-paid days of us investigating your house for proof you've done a murder. You want to go to Mandalay Bay or Caesar's Palace? <laughs> Pink Flamingo. Um, ah... Uh, we gathered our things when a picture from our fridge caught my eye. Oh no. It was a picture my late son drew. When I saw it, my heart <laughs> nearly stopped. It, in the cutest crayon drawing you can imagine, my son, was my son, standing next to a tall faceless man in a black suit. I made sure no one was around to see me stuff the picture into my pocket. Uh, thus, hiding crucial evidence. This story shit the bed a while ago, but it, I'm only Now it's just kind of rolling now. around in the sheet. Like, yeah. It shit the bed in its sleep and is now... Like, okay, it didn't It didn't realize it did it, and now it's, like, kind of waking up. Well, we're, we're noticing it first. We're just yeah. like, oh, man, come on. Yeah, I just, like, okay, we, we don't know how... We don't know how old the late son is. The cutest crayon. This is such a... Such a cliche. Mm. I'm sorry. You're fine. It's not your fault. The hotel was what you would normally expect: simple wallpaper, two twin beds, one TV, cheap flowery design on everything else. It would have to do since we were, we were stuck here by co- by police order. <laughs> we wow. settled in, and every time we try, I, I, now I feel like we're just in a weird episode of Twin Peaks. We settled in, placing out our stuff and lying down. I, on the other hand, went into the bathroom, the only place I knew was private. I locked the door and took the picture out of my pocket. I scoured the page for clues, but to no avail. All that was there was the crude drawing and his name scribbled into the bottom corner. You, they didn't notice and put it on the fridge either, did they? No, it's just there. It's just... it's just there. The thing that unnerved me the most was the fact that the Slender Man had no face. No identity. Not a single outstanding feature. It rattled me to the core, but I had enough stress for today. I needed sleep. Badly. Man- Wizard needs food. Badly. I feel like- the Slenderman, Greg Slenderman, put the put the picture on the fridge. He's like, he's, I'm so proud of you. We're gonna put it there so mom right and dad can see. Right on the fridge, next to uh, your SAT scores and that grandma's chicken pot pie recipe. <laughs> you know what I think happened is Greg. Greg is actually a really good uh, caretaker for the kids. Yeah, but. The, during the fight with the dad, the son accidentally got injured. Yes, that's what happened, and he just felt really bad. He's like, I'm just gonna tuck him in, and uh, I'll have that intern take care of fixing all your stuff. It's sorry. okay. Sorry. I I used my my shit's kind of like an a, a adhesive black tar, so I did use some of my oh, shit. It comes out of my sure. tentacles. Comes so. out of my ten my butt tentacle. I don't have I don't have a I don't have a butthole. 
<laughs> just just nozzles. Like I, yeah, that's how it works. Also, I don't eat. I just I literally absorb the like suffering and fear of others and excrete it later, which is really weird. But uh, I mean, this is cryptid terminology. Anyway, anyway I live in a house with this Jeff guy. Anyway, um, <laughs> don't even get me started on Tiki Toby. Uh, the night was rough, but I still managed to. I'll go to sleep. <laughs> <laughs> I still managed to. The sentence to. just stops it, but I still managed to. And I, I scrolled up so Badly. Yes. And I was, uh, yeah. That's, not, that's still awkward. Not a single dream with the Slender Man either. Then a banging came from the door. Bang, then a, I almost read that as then a bangerang. <laughs> <laughs> then a boomerang came from the door. <laughs> Being half asleep the whole time, it scared the shit out of me. Uh, I turned to my right. 514. <laughs> he does a lot of turning to sides when to he's To the in left, there. to the right. Yes. Uh, 5.14am. Heads were going to roll. I dragged myself out of bed and very slowly opened the door. It was the police officer that drove us here. Uh, he had a look of panic on his face. He said my son was missing. Nothing clicked. Not for me either, story writer. Yeah. Um, it took me a minute to wake up and grasp reality again. My son's body was missing, snatched right up from the hospital, but this time I knew where it was. I had to get back to the forest. I had to find the remains of my suit. It was the only way to stop the slender man. Uh, But I knew it wasn't going to be easy. I had asked the police officer if he could drive me back to my house as I had forgotten something. He pondered a moment and obliged. Yeah, but the police are basically like valets. (laughs) These are these are um, these are the police that are during during a car chase. They stop at a red light as the car goes on. Even the police must obey traffic laws. Like, come on! Come Uh, on, you idiot! This time, I had been followed to sit in the... I've been allowed to sit in the passenger seat. The ride there was quiet. I tried to get some sleep. He didn't start any... This guy needs sleep so badly. Just constantly. He didn't didn't start any conversation. When we got there, I was careful to make sure no one else saw me. I entered the house through the front door and quickly escaped out the back and headed for the forest. And she came in through the bathroom window. Great, now we have to pay Paul McCartney money. No one else. No, no, well, for those four lines? I'll, I'll, I'll censor it. She came in through, beep! Good. It was still very dark out, so traversing the heavily wooded area was not easy. The only light that came through was that of the moon! So I walked, almost blind, hoping to find some scrap of my suit. It seemed to be impossible, until amidst the darkness, I saw a scrap of paper. The white of it stood out like a sore thumb. A bit like playing Slender, the arrival, available now on Xbox 360. Oh my 360. god, is this, is this going to oh, turn into the arrival? Like, is he going to find the eight pages? I leaned down to pick it up, and when I turned it around, what I saw completely horrified me. It was a page from Fifty Shades Darker. No. Um, <laughs> it was another drawing of my son, with both him and the Slender Man. And the Slender Man was wearing his favorite jeans, his Dom jeans. <laughs> <laughs> but this one was different. There were three other people, a boy the same height as him, an older looking girl, and another boy as big as the girl. Uh, it was an, but he said his son's drawing was crude from earlier. How does he know? Because it's, it's, he's just a shit drawer. Or he's just bad at art. <laughs> or he's really good. And he's his, really, yeah. And his father's just a really condescending art critic. Yeah, he's very snobby. That's the way how he made all his money. Was, oh, as an art critic. Yeah. Then it dawned on me. It was us. My family. My son drew us in with the Slenderman. Then I saw a beam of light. It was the police officer. I ran up to him and showed him the picture. I explained that my family was in great danger. All he told me was that there was nothing he could do. He said that we should go back to the car 
and we would go back to the hotel and then back to the future. Da, da, da. So Look, actually, I, I just thought of something. This is a reasonable thing to bring up as a counterpoint. Ooh, I'm that... afraid I've been thinking. A dangerous pastime. I knew. But if Jimmy cracks corn and no one cares, why does he keep doing it? Um, my uh, my thought is 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 the reason he's not. Our, our narrator is not explaining as much and being and making things really We're also dealing with someone who claims to be who's claiming to be insane. For this is an unre- not reliable narrator too. Yeah, but I feel like an unreliable narrator would still like come up with names for people. That's true. But then again, Telltale Telltale Heart had an unreliable narrator. Yeah, but it only had one character. It was an old man who was given a lot of character. Are you comparing this to? The Telltale Heart? No, but I'm, I'm exciting. you doing ex- I'm citing an example of a better story that has an unreliable narrator who claims, who's like, they claim I'm mad, but I know they're not, you know, would a madman do this? And then this is not that. Own. This is not that. Not by a long My shot. favorite example of an unreliable narrator is Elton in the Doctor Who episode, Love and Monsters. Oh. Because he, I don't believe he was in all the places he said he was, and I don't believe the Doctor would turn his dead uh, girlfriend into a paving slab. <laughs> that he continues to have relations with? Yes. Anyway, that's for my Doctor Who podcast, Doc Takes, which doesn't exist yet. But <laughs> I do Takes. A... Yes. Uh... Okay, you're up next. I think. I'm, I'm sorry, I'm just, I'm just, all I can think about now is, is, is moaning Myrtle's face on a slab of concrete. It's, it's mm. too much. Uh, I've, I almost forgotten about that episode. Look at this photograph! Uh, a million thoughts ran through my head. Should I concede? Should I resist? What, what I did next is peanuts compared to... What I did next is Dilbert compared to what was about to unfold. <laughs> uh, ben. Yes. Um, is forgive me. Is that a distinctly? I, I've never heard people. It, I've never heard like. I've never heard that used here. It, what I've heard it, but I, I think about if you think you know going down to the the chemist is one thing. It's peanuts compared to space. I think Douglas Adams. That just popped into my head. It's yeah. Is that a British thing? You know, I don't think it is. Okay. I think it's just an expression. I don't know whether But that it's a... no one uses anymore. Yeah. Except I don't this... know. It's just like, what I did next is peanuts compared to what... This cinches it. He is mad. He is mad. He's nuts. Compared to what... I was... What I did next was family circle compared to... Sorry. Continue. <laughs> what, I... what I did next was far side compared to what was about to unfold, but I didn't know. Looking back, I didn't want to. I gave into the police officer's request and began to head back to the car. When he had, while he had his back to me, I picked up a fair six, up a fair six stone. What's a what? A fair six stone and brought it down upon his head. He staggered a bit and fell to the ground. I took the car keys off of him and ran towards the car. It was still dark. I need to get back to the hotel. What is a fair six stone? I, I feel like that's a quirk of autocorrect. I don't know. He, he, you know what's funny is I, this guy is, is it does have compulsion to brain people with blunt objects. Though. Remember when he had a brick? Yeah. He was going to hit someone with a brick? Yeah, I think he's insane in the membrane, insane in the brain. Insane um, in the membrane. Yeah, that's the song I was referencing. You make the reference better by repeating the song as intended. Yes, exactly. Um, I screeched to an immediate halt in the hotel because I'm one of the cars from the Pixar movie Cars. <laughs> Par- in the hotel parking lot and ran towards the door where we were staying. I swung open the door to behold the one thing I was trying to prevent. Amidst all the blood that painted the room were three bodies making a circle around the Slenderman. He, he turned and looked at me. His hollow, non-existent eyes. How can they be non-existent and hollow? And staring. Stared deep into me. 
Emotions I had never felt before. Emotions without names filled my brain and body. If they're without names, there could be a character in this bloody story, mate. Um, it was like he was making me feel everything he ever had. And with an outstretched hand, he said only one thing. Or only one thing that would be burned into the back of my mind forever. Help me. Good Slenderman voice. That's kind of interesting. I'll give it that much. I wasn't expecting that. Sirens came from behind me. And then I turned and left because they, their call was more compelling. <laughs> and I, I turned, the, turned the, 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 the course of my ship towards the rocks and crashed and died. Um, towards the rocks and crashed and died. I gave you another take there so you can edit that in. I turned around to see the police cruisers pull into the parking lot and watch them get out. Using car doors as shields without... Using car doors as shields with their guns aimed at me, I raised my hands above my head. I slowly looked behind myself to see the Slenderman fade to nothing, leaving only a tattered suit in a heap on the floor. He killed my family. He killed my family. I want my family back. Uh, my life would never be the same. And yet something told me I was never going to see him again. I would never be able to exact revenge, even if I figured out how to. You have some interesting logic leaps, my friend. Everything up until the white padded walls isn't exactly clear to me. I've been told that after they saw me at the hotel with my DNA on the suit, I was made the primary culprit. Yeah, because they wouldn't have done that in the house. Yeah, like, you know, none of this would have happened if the police had actually, you know, done their jobs. After they arrested me and subjected me to frivolous testing, to which they got nothing more than unintelligible noises, I was submitted to this place. The white padded walls, the same white padded walls I see all day, every day. All day, every day. No one will know what happens to me and my family. The emotions that were broadcasted to me caused me to lose my ability of speech. Now all I can do is write and draw. I write out the emotions that the Slenderman felt. I draw the things he has seen. They are what keep me here. I am a victim of another man's emotion. Sometimes I feel like I have become him. Like we were the same being. That day, I learned something. We were. We were slender. And you can be too with Greg Slenderman's... Greg Andy Slenderman's Home Slenderman Kit. With just three easy payments of twenty nine nine ninety nine ninety five, you too can transform into a hideous monstrosity, a cryptid born of anger and hatred, designed to kill mankind. <laughs> um... Yeah, this was okay. It wasn't... Yeah. I knew... I was mad leaning it, toward the side of me being more like, uh, there's a really... It really needed to do a lot more to keep me really interested. There's, there's some... I feel like there's, like, a nugget of a good idea in there. I kind of like the idea, like, the haunted suit and the... There was some weird... Like, wasn't the, that a Jackie Chan movie? The suit? The tuxedo. The, tux, the tuxedo. Yeah, yeah that's I'm right. I'm not saying it wasn't haunted, but... No, it was just really cool. Uh... <laughs> No, the uh, the thing that that I, mean, I like the nugget of the idea that the slender that Slenderman might be this this Slenderman might be some sort of victim in itself. Yeah, the help me thing was interesting. It could all really have been in the. It could really have been in the narrator's head too. For all we know, I mean, we we don't have anything reliable there. So there's there's nuggets of good in this, but the there's some just really clumsy traps that the story falls into in terms of like writing tropes and things like that. Uh, there, there's the there's no characters really. The characters that are just there are just there to be 
move the story forward. Yeah, the the, the characters are an afterthought. Like mm-hmm. they, they don't even have names. They don't have purpose. We They're all narcoleptic. We didn't find out how many kids the guy had until like halfway through the story. Yeah, I presume they had two kids, both sons, yeah. but that's it. Um, we also don't know... Also, incredibly incompetent police. The uh, most incompetent police ever. The police were not good at their job. No. This is written by someone who I think has no grasp of what police actually do. The police would have arrested him and no one else would have yeah. died. Story and he over. And here's the thing. If his family had been killed and he was in prison... None of this, like, none of this other stuff would have yeah. happened either. My key, my thinking is that this was written by someone very young. At, maybe it was their first attempt at writing, uh, and you can probably verify this and, and provide more information. Maybe. But this I'm gonna is figure someone... out who the, uh, I'm going to figure out who the original poster was, but keep going. Yeah, it, it doesn't feel like it was written by someone who had a firm grasp of what the police do, or even a grasp on the concept of researching something. Uh, you're filling a face right now. No, it's... Um, I looked at the oldest, um, I looked at the oldest entry, and it's credited to Harble Mornitz. Marvelous. Harble Mornitz. <laughs> uh, a ton of other people have, have tweaked it since then. Um, there's been tons of edits on it, but just little bits here and there. So clearly someone cleaned, some people took the time to clean it up, but the bulk of the story, which by the way is a, was a... Uh, was pretty big, pretty big, fifteen thousand four hundred nine bytes, big. Uh, but yeah, I just my goodness, Harble Bornets. Harble Bornets, starring Sim Tutton. I'm clicking on the profile, uh, to see what this person's thing is, and yeah, there's a picture of Slenderman with uh, the operator symbol. What else has this person written? Uh, uh, contributions. Let's find out. Uh, uh, literally only tall, thin, and, thin and faceless. Okay. That's the only thing they've written. And listen, I don't want to say this should be the only thing that they write because I want to believe that this person will get better as a writer. Oh yeah. Um, but this was, this was posted in 2010 though. Yeah. This is, I would like to think that this person has written more since then and has gotten better at writing. Cause this is bad. This is just a bad story. It, it lacks structure. It doesn't, feel organic there are huge uh, there's information that you could have provided us that would have made us more sympathetic to the character um i think there's a cool idea in there like and my my thought that this guy's going to turn into a slenderman mm. kind of played out at the it kind of came true kind of a little bit that would have been more interesting though like yeah. if he had any story that the A ends with the storyteller in the asylum, and B opens with, I guess you're wondering how I got here. Like, I... So, you're probably wondering how I got into this situation. Exactly. Yeah. Like, I, it just... That's such... That's a difficult uh, needle to thread. Like, Thor opens with... Like, Thor Ragnarok, or Thragnarok, as I like to call Thragnarok. it. Thragnarok. Opens with, I bet you're wondering how I got into this situation. But then it turns out not to be... <laughs> you know, it doesn't lead to a flashback. Um, it, you know, it's that's a difficult trope to execute on. And the only films I can think of that really make good on that are Deadpool and The Emperor's New Groove. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, I was about to say the beginning of The Emperor's New yeah, Groove. Yeah, those are the only two films that make that work. Mm-hmm. One is, and uh, and both both are actually very good examples. Yeah. Yeah. 
Um, but no, this is... Um, no, it's, it's, it needs work. If it's going to work, it, it, and I, I want to stress, there are nuggets of a good idea in here. There are nuggets of good ideas, but it really needs a serious revision. It needs it needs Fleming Effect up the ass. It needs um, it needs to have more competent police or a more a more original way for the the narrator to get away from the police. So. This felt like a novelization of a movie that has been on an episode of MST3K. That's that's what it read like. <laughs> it was like a target um, novelization of an MST3K film. You know what? That makes a lot of sense. Actually, I could see that. I could see at this point. You know. Uh, Joel standing up, do something! Yeah, it's just not... Like, the incompetent, useless police, that's like a... That's my biggest problem. Yeah, it's... It's the biggest problem with the whole thing. The bit more... My, 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 one of my biggest problems is that none of the characters have any impact or consequence. Like, nope. they, they don't feel like people. They sleep, and they cry, and they die. Yeah, that's basically... That sums them up. Those are their traits. Oh, and they go to, they go to England, I guess. Yeah. For a trip. And they, we came up with like three concepts for for stories in this. Wouldn't it be interesting if they fell asleep on the plane and they woke up and everyone was gone? I would. I want to read that story. Just not the one written by. Uh, not the one written. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's all good. Uh, Stephen King is a cool person, I guess. I don't know. Uh, anyway, let's give this our um, freshness ratings. So I'm gonna give this a. Um, I'm gonna give this a. Uh, a, fix, a hastily fixed up black tar covered lamp out of a brick used as a doorstop. I'm going to give this uh, an empty suit out of a cabin in the woods full of empty suits. I, I that makes, you know, that's good. I think yeah. that's, that's more generous than mine. I got to say, I think that was a little more generous, but that's, that's fair. It's one suit and it's empty. The fair story's enough. empty. It's a hollow story. Hollow. Is he hollow? I don't know. Has anyone We're busted not... open? <laughs> bust, not... o- bust open. Bust this thing wide open. Find Let's out what's inside the Slenderman. Someone, the, take a pinata bat go after the Slenderman. Yeah, just punch him up. Yeah. So, hey, Ben. Thank hey. you so much for being on my show. No, thank you. Thanks for letting me be on your show. Happy to do it. Uh, anything you else you want to plug besides Typecast? Well, I, the one thing I didn't mention earlier that I would really like to mention is the link for the Indiegogo. Yes. There's still time to back us. We are looking to uh, reach our goal of 50,000, but any penny we get, uh, regardless of whether we hit our goal or not, is going towards producing episodes of this show. If you like Undercooked Analysis, if you like Midnight Marinara, if you like you know, monsters and stuff. We're doing something that the best way to describe it is it's being human meets uh, extras, the Ricky Gervais sitcom mm-hmm. um, by way of 30 Rock. That's kind of the flavor we're going for. So if that sounds like something that you want to check out, please go to bit.ly slash typecast go-go. That's T-Y-P-E-C-A-S-T-G-O-G-O. And uh, if you if watch the proof of concept video that we we shot, which is kind of a serial commercial in which our werewolf mascot has a kind of Christian Bale meltdown on set. <laughs> um, yeah. And uh, if it looks like the kind of thing that you want to support, please, please do pledge to support the project. We really want to make this thing happen. We're very passionate about it. We've been working on it for years and we would like to film as much of it as possible. Whatever we can film, we will film. But if you can help us uh, hit as close to our goal as possible, um, we would appreciate it. And plus there are some really cool rewards, some really cool perks in there um, that... Uh, uh, I think that you are going to enjoy. Fantastic. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. Do the thing. Do the stuff he said. 
I would, I yeah. would, appre- I would appreciate it because I want to see this. I want to yeah. see this. Game. I've sent you've looked at some of the scripts. Oh, right? I have probably a while ago yeah. because we've we've done rewrites since then. But yeah, bit.ly slash typecast go go. Um, watch the proof of concept. Pledge your support, your undying allegiance to uh, our demonic hordes, and we will get to make a fun web series. We'll make as many episodes as we can. There will be links in the description. Hey, if you guys enjoy what you're hearing on the podcast as well, always. If you're not subscribed, maybe do that. If you want to, you know, give us a nice rating and review on the the platform formerly known as iTunes, but it's now Apple Podcasts for some inexplicable reason, uh, that would be cool too. And if you're not listening to Midnight Marinara, the parent podcast of this one, that's the one I actually care a lot about <laughs> oh you so, don't care about this one oh, I, this is the red-headed stepchild this is the red-headed stepchild as a red-headed stepchild i'll take offense to me having used that analogy well um no one's gonna hear this episode anymore because ben's recording it on his computer and i just defended him so uh, i guess this gets deleted now i'm the recording i've cut off already right there. stopped recording <laughs> oh good you stopped okay so we can, we can we can just start, start talking shit about yeah. whatever right so what's the deal with the other guy who you hate huh What's the deal with the co-host that you hate? Oh, so, uh, yeah. So we got into this dumb argument about who the best girl from Totally Spies was. Gotcha. Hello out there in Benview podcast land. My name is Josh and this is Jesse. Hello. And we happen to do a podcast about video games called the Extra Damage Cast. Indeed we do. If you like to talk about video games or more accurately listen to other people talk about video games, you should check out our podcast. It's at extradamage.com or on the Benview Network website, whatever that is. This podcast is a part of the Benview Network. You can find this and other podcasts like it at BenviewNetwork.com.